This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Winning, Winning tries. Any early observation? you have that you could share with the good people about what you saw and your thoughts thus far? Yeah. I mean, you know, I guess my first observation were the guys that weren't there and Dobbins was the first surprise because. Which is funny, right? Yeah. And I don't mean to cut you off, no, no. but we talked about a soft holdout, which they're saying it's a soft issue a soft tissue a soft tissue issue Mm -hmm. which is very possible Mm -hmm. but i do think that that is interesting that he is not playing as of right now so i I apologize for the interruption but that that's something that stuck out to me being as though that's a conversation we literally just had right And, and honestly i mean I don't know which one is necessarily worse. Is it even if it, let's say it is the, it is a soft tissue injury and it's something like a hamstring or something. That's not good uh, because hamstrings can flare up and you are really, you don't know when you're kind of out of the woods with the hamstring issues because they can kind of just get, you know, show back up at the worst times. Uh, But a soft holdout wouldn't be great either um, because especially when, you know, on a day where all that all that craziness is going out and going on out in Buffalo with Stefan Diggs and is he there? Is he not? And yep. and it's the, it was almost a similar situation with J.K. Dobbins because we saw all the media stuff that they, that the Ravens put out uh, of J.K. being there, all the pictures, all the videos, and I was we we spoke to John Harbaugh before practice started, and he was specifically asked if. He expected anybody to not be out there. Oh, and he said, not only did he get a full roster, that everybody showed up to camp. He said that. So we knew JK was there. And but he also said that he wasn't expecting many people to have limitations. I asked him about Bateman specifically, and that's when he told us about Bateman getting the cortisone shot. So we figured we wouldn't see Bateman out there, even though he was on the field, just not practicing. Right. Uh, it was a surprise to not see J.K. Dobbins out there. And I'm hoping out of the two bad options, whether it's injury or him doing a hold in, um, I'm hoping it's probably the injury more than the hold in just because I don't understand what he would have to gain from holding in. You, He doesn't have any leverage in this situation. It, it's just a fact. He doesn't have any leverage. 
Um, and I, I just don't think that that's going to help things. And when you think about the fact that Gus Edwards was on the field practicing, he didn't necessarily practice in team drills, but he was up to practicing individual drills, which is something he didn't do during OTAs. You got a guy in Gus Edwards that that can keep the ball rolling. You know, it's not like they're going to be in flux if J.K. doesn't play. Obviously, they would love to have J.K. on the field because he is their best bat. But if they have to go out there with Gus Edwards, I don't think they're going to lose any sleep about that. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Five, um, yeah, five yards of pop. Right, tells you, me know? That you feel okay with that. Yeah, type of situation. yeah. So I, I, I just don't understand if that is the case. I don't understand what Dobbins would be doing with that. But with Bateman, I'm, I'm a little worried about Bateman right okay. now. Uh, the cortisone shot and and everything like he was doing individuals doing the OTAs and didn't do much after that. That's fine. I, I was hoping he'd kind of ramp it up a little bit now with Minicamp being here, but. Again, enough, you know, the lower body issues, the foot issues coming off that Liz Frank injury that is just one of the worst foot injuries you can have. Yeah. I, I just don't know. I just don't know. And I, I think he's an incredible talent. I still believe he's the best wide receiver on the team. And you're in a situation already now with Dobbins in year four where you blinked in his year four and you really don't fully know what you have in Dobbins. You know what his potential could be, um, but you don't fully know how good J.K. Dobbins can be because you haven't really been able to see it on a consistent basis. It's the same thing with Bateman, and his first hurdle needs to just be making himself available, being right. able to be on the field consistently. So I'm a little worried about that. Hopefully it turns out to not be a big deal, but um, just given his history to this point, I'm, I'm, I am a little concerned. But in terms of observations, um, I saw, you know, it, I think when you talk, let's go to the left guard battle. Okay. Um, because that's one of the big position battles going on right now. John Simpson has been a guy that's, that, you know, last time we spoke, I, I was talking about John Simpson looks like he's probably the guy as of right now. He still looks to be in the mold right now. But uh, Sala, the rookie that they just drafted this year, he got a lot of run at left guard on, on the first day of mini camp. So that was a little bit of a change because we didn't see a lot of him uh, during OTAs, he got sprinkled in there, but definitely not as much run uh, as he got on the first day of minicamp. So that's something to watch. Um, ben Cleveland just doesn't seem like he's a part of the conversation for the left guard spot. They, they're throwing <laughs> him out there at tackle, but. I, I mean, it feels, this feels like we're at the end of the road here. Yeah. I could, I could be. Um, being very dramatic right now, I'm not sure, but it just feels like we're at the end of a road here and that he's not going to make it past training camp. I don't think he is. Okay. I, and he and he can't afford to have a situation like last year where he's not passing the conditioning test early and missing uh, training camp practices. He, yeah. He's not in that position to be able to afford that right now. So uh, the left guard battle to me right now still looks like 
Simpson and 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 Salah and uh, Falele has still been thrown in the mix. Those look to be the three guys that look to be in the running uh, for that position. Tyus Bowser, uh, one of your you know friends for the Tyus Bowser show, he was uh, out there working off to the side. Didn't I, he may have done some individuals, but didn't participate in team drills. He was one of the guys working to the side. Armor Davis also one of the guys working. Uh, to the side in terms of the guys that were on the field Lamar you know uh, his first pass to Odell was almost picked on a crossing route uh, yeah but but actually by Rocky Asin who like I said earlier had a pretty good day um, but all in all he and Odell did connect on a couple of slant routes Odell showed the ability to win early in his routes which is something that has been a consistent thing with him throughout his career um, so that was good to see uh, Mark Andrews, of course, flashes multiple times yesterday. There was a play where you got where I got to see how comfortable Lamar is starting to get um, with being able to make adjustments at the line of scrimmage. He saw Mark Andrews lined up one on one with Patrick Queen. And I'm taking that all day, baby. Obviously. This is not about Patrick Queen. This no. is about Mark Andrews and any it's, linebacker, quite frankly. Right. Yeah, Mark Andrews against anybody. Exactly. One on one, you're, you're taking that. And Lamar goes up to, to Mark, calls a hot route, and he attacks it. And, and Lamar hits him on the play. So that was good to see. Lamar looks like he's getting much more comfortable. He had a play uh, with, I believe it was Nelson Aguilar, where Aguilar does uh, maybe a hitch. And Lamar throws it deep. Obviously, nobody's there. And instead of kind of just going back to the huddle or going back to the quarterbacks or, or something like that, Lamar goes up to Nelson Aguilar. Like he, Lamar runs down the field to Aguilar and is telling him what he saw, what he thought he should do. And you could see Aguilar kind of shaking his head in agreement, like, you know, okay, I, I, I got you. So to see Lamar do that was, was good to see. I think. Todd Munkin and the way he coaches those guys out there and the way that he stays on everybody on every little thing after each play, I think that's starting to rub off on on Lamar a little bit. Instead of letting some of those mistakes fly, they're trying to correct them right then and there. That's a change uh, with them from practices in years past. Um, I still saw David Ajabo kind of flashing quite a bit, Adafi Owe flashing quite a bit. Um, Justin Matabike had a couple of nice plays where he's blowing up run plays in the middle uh, as well. But Nelson Aguilar, flat, he, was, he was one of the guys that they targeted a lot yesterday. Uh, Charlie Kohler, another one. I think Kohler, Interesting. He, he has to get on the field in some way, shape, or form. He's not the most athletic guy that you'll see. You'll watch him running out there, and it may look like he's running in slow motion sometimes. But it, <laughs> it, it's almost – like it's a part of his skill set. Like he's luring you to sleep and he just ends up open and he's got maybe the softest hands on the team. He doesn't drop anything. Not not to, not that he's going to be this guy, but when I hear you talk about him, it sounds like Nikola Jokic to me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, you know, you you saying that he don't really look like he, yeah. he's going to do nothing and then boom, he does something. He does. So. He does. Now, I don't know if he has much yak ability. Yeah. Uh, but he's a guy that can get open, and I think he he's a guy you can trust. He 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 has great hands. He has a incredible catch radius, um, and he just gets he just gets the job done. And and in terms of his role, like I, I think he's perfect for red zones, short yardage. You know, he could be that kind of another one of those safety nets 
for for Lamar. So we're we're supposed to talk to Todd Monk in a day. And I mean, my number one question is how does he how is he incorporating this tight end room with this offense? We could talk yeah. about the wide receivers all day, but the Ravens arguably have the best tight end room in the league. I mean, there's not many teams that have two legit tight ends that they can go out there with, let alone three tight ends right. that right. they can play on a weekly basis. So that that's definitely one of the things I'm looking for. Um, I would say Kevon Seymour was another one that had a pretty good day. Uh, I'd say our Darius Washington and Rock and Rocky Asin had good days as well. And Tyler Huntley, to be honest, Tyler Huntley has made some really good passes, uh, not just on the first day of minicamp, but even through OTAs, there were a couple of times where he made a throw and I had to look and see like, was that who, who threw that pass? And it wasn't Lamar. <laughs> It was Huntley, and right. he, he's got fire on his passes. He throws the ball incredibly hard, um, but he has he's made some some pinpoint passes that have that have impressed me. So, you know, guys are still flashing. I will say that it looks like this offense is starting to ramp up, and guys are starting to get a better understanding of what this offense is supposed to look like. They're getting more comfortable. That that's a good thing to see.